0: Welcome back, and thanks again for joining me this week. Grab a seat and get comfortable as we uncover another unknown serial killer. This week, we're heading to New York to speak on the New York Ripper. But before we get into that, viewer's discretion is advised because we're talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. Let's jump right in and get right into it. Richard Francis Cottingham was born on November 25, 1946, in Mott Haven, Bronx, New York City, the first of four children. He has three sisters. In 1948, his family moved to Dumont, New Jersey, and in 1956 to Rivervale, New Jersey. In 1964, Cottingham graduated from Pasque Valley High School in Hillsdale, New Jersey. After graduating high school, Cottingham worked at Metropolitan Life at their head office in New York City, on Madison Avenue from 1964 to 1966, where his father was a vice president. He started in the mailroom and eventually became a mainframe computer operator after being sent to take computer courses. In October 1966, he went to work as a computer operator at Blue Cross Blue Shield Association in New York city until his arrest in 1960. At Blue Cross, Cottingham worked in the same office with fugitive serial killer Rodney Alka, the dating gang killer, who was in New York in 1969 under the alias John Berger, but neither one of them claimed to have been aware of each other, nor is there any evidence they were familiar with one another prior to either's arrest. So he sounds like he kind of had like a really good upbringing. His dad was a vice president at a big company in New York. Um, he seemed like he had a great life. So I wonder what actually came about and, you know, made him click, made him tick. On May 3rd, 1970, Cottingham married his wife at Our Lady of Lords Church in Queens Village, New York. They had three children, two boys and a girl. In April 1978, his wife filed for a divorce on the grounds of abandonment and mental cruelty, refusing to have sex with her after the birth of their third child, staying out until early morning and leaving her with insufficient household funds. His wife withdrew the petition upon his arrest in May 1980 until after he was tried and convicted in the first trial in New Jersey, then refiled the petition and completed the divorce proceeding. Cottingham was arrested On several lesser charges throughout his killing spree. The police were not aware of of his murders at the time, nor were police aware there was an active serial killer at large in the New York City, New Jersey area. On October 3, 1969, Cottingham was charged and convicted of drunk driving in New York City and sentenced to a $50 fine. On August 21, 1972, Cottingham was charged and convicted of shoplifting at Stern's department store In New Jersey and was sentenced to pay a $50 fine or 10 days in jail. He paid the fine. On September 4th, 1973, Cottingham was arrested in New York City for robbing, oral sodomy, and sex abuse on the complaint of a sex worker and her pimp. Neither complainant appeared in further proceedings, however, so the case was dismissed. On March 12th, 1974, Cottingham was arrested in New York City for robbery An unlawful imprisonment on a complaint of a sex worker. Once again, the victim did not appear in further proceedings, so the case was dismissed. Cottingham committed his first known murder when he was 21 years old. On October 28, 1967, he strangled Nancy Vogel, a 29-year-old married mother of two. Her new body, hands bound in front of her, was found under a blanket behind the passenger seat of her car parked in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. She had last been seen three days earlier when she left home stating she was going to play bingo with her friends at a local church. The murder remained unsolved until Cottingham confessed and pleaded guilty to it in August 2010. Starting in 2014, Cottingham confidently admitted to Detective Robert Aslati of the Burge County Prosecutor's Office, New Jersey, to the murders of three teenage females in 1968 and 1969. Jacqueline Harp, 13, July 17, 1968, who was randomly ambushed by Cottingham as she walked home in the evening from school band practice in Midland Park, New Jersey, and strangled with the leather strap of her flag. Irene Blaze, 18, who vanished on April 7th, 1969 in Hackensack, New Jersey, and was found face down four feet of water in Sandal River, strangled with a wire, cord, or perhaps the chain of a crucifix she was wearing. Denise Falska, 15, abducted July 14, 1969, in Emerson, New Jersey, while walking to a friend's home and found the next morning in Saddlebrook, New Jersey, by the side of a road next to a cemetery, strangled with the cord or the chain of her crucifix. The Bergen County Prosecutor's Office expectedly closed the three cold case murders but for several years kept his, this secret from the public except for the victims' family members. In December 2019, forensic historian and author Peter Versky on the eve of publishing the relative the revelation in his second edition of Serial Killers: The Method and Madness of Monsters made it public with BCPO. Cooperation in a community meeting in Midland Park, the site of Jacqueline Harp's murder, and a and BCPO subsequently confirmed the exceptional closures of the three schoolgirl murders from 1968 to 1969. In April 2021, Cottingham confessed to the unsolved August 9, 1974, double abduction, rape, and forcible drowning murders of teenagers. Lori Ann Kelly, 16, and Mary Ann Pryor, 17, on Mott Valley, New Jersey, one of New Jersey's most notorious cold cases. The, com- the confession was extracted by Chief of Detective Robert Alzadi weeks before his retirement and was elicited by the work of forensic historian Peter Vonsky and a Cottingham victim's family member, Jennifer Wise, the daughter of... The daughter of D.D. Grazabi, one of the New York Tulsa killer victims. Grazowski and West have been meeting with Cottingham in prison since spring of 2017, counseling him to make the confession. Alzadi has spent 15 years interviewing Cottingham, working towards a confession, which raised the total number of victims attributed to Cottingham to 11. He claims to have committed between 85 and 100 murders. Cottingham was tried for the subsequent five murders from 1977 to 1980 in a series of three trials, two in New Jersey and one in New York. On December 15, 1977, the body of x-ray technician Marianne Carr, 26, was also found brutally beaten and strangled in the parking lot of the Quality Inn Motel in Hasbrook Heights, but police did not link the murder to him until after Cottingham's arrest. Car had marks around her wrist and ankles and indicative of handcuffs and traces of adhesive tape around her mouth. She had been abducted from a little fairy apartment complex where Cottingham had previously lived with his wife and where he would later leave an unconscious victim that survived. On December second, nineteen seventy nine, firemen in New York responded to our alarm at the Travel Inn Motel near Times Square. Inside, they found the bodies of Dee Dee and another unadopted unidentified woman. Both bodies had their hands and heads removed, been doused with lighter fluid and set on fire. The missing body parts were never found. As Cottingham was fleeing the scene of the torso murders, he briefly encountered the 23-year-old Peter Rowski, who was attempting to check into the travel inn while in New York on a film production assignment. The brief encounter expired Rowski to later write his serial killer histories and paved the way for his prison meetings with Cottingham. Some 40 years later, in 2009, in an interview, Cottingham admitted to the murders and claimed that he severed the heads and hands of the victims to prevent their identifications as he was acquitted with one of the DD Grisarby and has been seen with her in a bar the night before. On May 5, 1980, police found the body of 19-year-old Valerie Ann Street in a quality inn in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. The victim's hands were tightly handcuffed behind her back and police had later left a fingerprint matching Cottingham, the only fingerprint successfully found from any of his known murders. Street has been bruised and beaten around her head and body, bitten on the breast and has traces of adhesive tape on her lips. Street had died of asphyxiation. This murder was later linked to the early murder of Mary Ann Carr who was left in the same motel's parking lot. On May 15th, Jean Viner was strangled and her throat cut in the historic Seville Hotel. Cottingham severed the victim's breast and posed them on the. Oh, excuse me. He severed the victim's breast and posed them on the headboard of the bed and set fire to the mattress under her body before fleeing, similar to the travel and torso killings. On May twenty second, nineteen eighty, Cottingham picked up eighteen year old Leslie Ann Odell, who was soliciting on the corner of Lexington Avenue and Twenty Fifth Street. At some point, she agreed to have sex with him for a $100. Around dawn, they checked into the same Hasbrook Heights Quality Inn where he had 10 days earlier left Valerie Street's body, her hands tightly handcuffed behind her back, stuffed under a bed for housekeepers to find. Cottingham offered to give the girl a massage as she rolled over onto her stomach. Straddling her back, he drew a knife and put it to her throat as he snapped a pair of handcuffs on her wrist. He began torturing her, nearly biting off one of her nipples. She later testified that he said, end quote, you have to take it. The other girls did. You have to take it too. You're a whore. And you have to be punished, end quote. Odell Muffles' cries of pain became so loud that the motel staff, already spooked by the murder, 18 days earlier called police and then rushed to the room demanding that Cottingham open the door. Cottingham was apprehended by arriving police officers in the hallway. When arrested, he had handcuffs, a leather gag, two slave collars, a switchblade, replica pistols, and a stockpill of prescription pills. In the early 1980s, Cottingham was convicted of five murders in two separate murder trials in New Jersey in 1981 and 1982, and in a single trial in New York City in 1984 for three murders. He pleaded innocent and insisted he was being framed for the next 30 years until admitting in 2009 that he had actually perpetrated the murders he was accused of. Cottingham was forensically aware and in the 13-year period during which he is known to have committed 11 murders in the pre-DNA era, only one fingerprint belonging to him was recovered from the ratchet mechan- mechanism of handcuffs left behind on Valerie Street. A case based on signature pattern was built against Cottingham along with the testimony of four surviving victims and pieces of jewelry and other victims found in his possession after his arrest and linked to the two of his 11 known victims. In 2010, he pleaded guilty in the 1967 murder of Nancy Vogel. In 2021, he pleaded guilty to double kidnapping, raping, and drowning of Lori, Lori Marie Kelly and Mary Ann Pryor in 1974. He also confessed to three murders of New Jersey schoolgirls in 1968 and 1969 in return for immunity for prosecution. And in the end, he has a life sentence. Wow. Um, As many times as we've talked about all these serial killers, I feel like he was the one to get a death penalty. Um, There's no reason why he should still be alive in jail as we speak. I know that's very cruel and very harsh to say, but I have no remorse for this man he He took innocent people away from their families he took these children away from their families, and it doesn't make any sense for him to still be alive um, Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Tune in next week, come back next week, and as we uncover another unknown serial killer. I always say to you guys please 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 be nice to people because you never know who they care. Thank you guys and see you guys next week.